that redeeming blood that has brought us all together. Turn to your neighbor this morning, greet him in the house of the Lord, and tell him, when the redeemed are gathering in, wash like snow. If you would come this morning for a responsive reading, the redeemed, they know who their Lord is, and they just don't make him Lord of some things, they make him Lord of all, amen? So we just want to come this morning and make the Lord welcome in our midst. There's a lot to be thankful for, you know, we're celebrating this time of Thanksgiving, so let's just sing this with all our heart as our brother comes. Very privileged to be able to come to the house of the Lord again. Yes. It's just a blessing to have a desire to be here. There's so much that goes on in this world that people act as if there isn't a Lord. But He loves us, and so let us do all we can to love Him and be blessed. We're going to read this morning from Ephesians 21 through 33. Let us us pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful and we are thankful for this privilege and opportunity that you have given unto us to come together to worship. 
Father, let us always put you in first place in our hearts and lives, Lord. And whatever we have need of, Father, let us look unto you. Let us love our fellow man with all the love we have in our heart. Love them as ourselves. God, we thank you for loving us. Lord, so that you came unto the world that all men might be saved. Oh, there's men who turn you down. Lord, they still have an opportunity. And we thank you, God, this day. Bless us. Bless the words that we read, that we will be a part of it. And they're a part of us in Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen. Ephesians 21 through 33. Submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. That he might present it to himself glorious, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or anything that it should be holy and without blemish. For no man ever yet hated hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall join unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and his wife see that the reverence her husband. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. great love her her husband has bestowed upon us as his bride we wouldn't know what true love was if he didn't show it to us first amen because uh, he loved us I didn't call brother Terrence up here I didn't call you up brother Terrence <laughs> no we gotta call you up this is what happens when the service gets rearranged and and you know, older folks are up here trying to remember everything. So, um, well, let's have Brother Michael take up the uh, offering.
Um, let's just sing that uh, chorus, Mercy Rewrote My Life. Thank you, Bev. We're going to ask Brother Terrence if he'll come up and pray over the prayer request. Mercy. have a uh, Josh and Leah had a anniversary yesterday so we want to sing happy happy anniversary I almost said happy birthday yeah, I, mess, I messed up too so if we can sing happy anniversary to Josh and happy Leah anniversary one year remember the ones traveling I, the only request i had was brother still remember brother herman garland i'm sure y'all have all seen where he's had a problem with his foot so remember him as we pray but the rest of them i know we all have unspoken requests let's go to lord in prayer heavenly father lord we thank you for letting us come out this morning lord lord be with the ones that may be traveling that we've thought of lord remember zach and lily are traveling many other people are traveling today be with them and guide them and help them Lord, be with our services, be with Wade. Lord, give us the right attitude to listen to what's being said. Lord, remember Brother Herman there, Lord, with his foot. Lord, come down and bless him. And all the other ones, Lord, that unspoken requested. And many people, it's God, Lord. Just be with them and guide them. Forgive us for all of our sins, and we love you for you. Many blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You be seated.
Thank him for. Amen. Just think about that. I've got so much to thank him for. So much to praise him for. He's been so good to us. Man, he gave us life, and not only gave us life, he gave us eternal life. Amen. He gave us this message of the hour. The world's groping in darkness, don't know what's going on, don't know the next moment, what's going to happen. Don't know who's going to be the next president, who's going to be the next this, and who's going to be the next that. But you know what? We know where we're going. And I believe we know how we're going to get there. And that's that's why we're here today, to see the word of the Lord be made manifest in a group of people. It's good to have all of you here. Hey, you had to sit on front row, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Good to have y'all with us today. Where's your mom? Oh, your mom and dad's back then. Good to see y'all. Brother Luis's sister and and uh, brother-in-law. Good to see them with us today. And I don't think we have any. They're not visitors, but I don't think we have any visitors with us today. So good to have each and every one of you here with us. By way of announcement, boy, it was a wonderful wedding. Uh, I want to make sure that Janet gets a real good hand. And Sister Julie. And all the ones that helped. Um... We got some some good reports uh, about uh, us as a church helping out. You know, uh, a lot of us stayed late. A lot of us stayed later than others did. But we just pitched in and helped. It makes the load lighter. Same thing with today with cooking of the dinner. How are you going to cook for eighty or ninety or a hundred people if if one person had to do it? They'd still be cooking. But if we all pitch in together, it makes the load lighter. But uh, Lily and Zach are. They're in Colorado now, so they're enjoying their they're enjoying their honeymoon away from here, <clears throat> and uh, they sure looked happy in that picture on Facebook. So, so God bless them. We we love you with the love of the Lord again. Thank you for what you've helped from this church, all the things you've done, and number one, your support. But number two, we need to support them when they get back. That's right. 
support them when they get back. Amen. And give them, Lord, our, give them our love and give them the love of the Lord. And let us project the love of the Lord. <clears throat> As Brother Dale's always said, you know, we, we help raise the kids. Well, we help the married ones too. We help the married ones get through the problems and situations. Oh, we don't have them, right? Oh, I thought I was in the wrong group. Okay. So we do have problems and things that, that come up that we need to, uh, to go to the Lord with them. And, uh, and he's a gracious and a good God. <clears throat> I've been thanking him all week for the different things. Um, and uh, June and I went to you know Illinois this past week, and it was about 80 degrees. It was actually hotter up there than it was here. So um, um, Timbo asked me, he said, did you see any deer? I said, well, if it's 80 degrees and your body is 99% covered in hair, would you move? No. You'd find a nice, cool place, and you'd stay there until dark. Well, that's kind of what happened last last week. June did get to see a nice Illinois buck. We couldn't get him to stop, though, so we had him pretty close. But um, I'll be heading back again, Lord willing, on Tuesday. But we're having one service today. We're going to eat after that service. And then the family, the Dale family, has another one to go to at 1 o'clock in Gillsville. Dad's next brother to him is 85 years old today. So the, uh, a lot of the family hadn't got together in a while, so they're getting a lot of them together. So we're going to be going there and uh, being with them. Uh, Brother Aaron will be preaching for us Wednesday night. I will be in Illinois, so just keep us in prayer. Brother Aaron, Glo- Aaron, Brother Andrew Glover will be preaching for us next Sunday. All right, Brother Andrew, not Aaron. I wrote Aaron down because I've been thinking about Aaron. Brother Andrew Glover will be here next Sunday. Normal services next Sunday. All right, two services. We'll have all the Sunday school, and then I'll charge some of y'all to take care of him. We already got him a motel room. He is bringing his wife and his brand-new baby boy, so you'll get to see little um, Malachi. So I don't know why Malachi, Ezekiel, Isaiah. I don't know why we have to name these names. But next Sunday will be be that way, and I'll um, I'll be in Illinois or up there in Kentucky. Also remember the 22nd, which is next Tuesday. We will have service that night at 7 o'clock. That will be our normal Wednesday night service, but it will be on Tuesday, the 22nd. Then we will have um, uh, regular services the next Sunday. And, and, of course, happy Thanksgiving to everybody if we don't see you before then. And we probably will see you Tuesday night. So December the 4th is our church dinner. We'll have one service here, and then we will go to the uh, Hidden Acres like we always do to have our uh, Christmas dinner, and it will be catered, so you won't have to fix anything. All right. Talk to Brother Mike Oltick Friday. He said to tell you thanks for prayers, but I'm telling you, folks, he's just down. I've never seen Mike Oltick down, but he's he's he needs prayer. Uh, you can pray for his body all you want to, but I've been praying for his his self, his 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 psyche, his it's just kind of all tore apart. It's you know we always even as Christian folks we we still we sometimes we think, God, why did that happen? Because we can't see the future. We can't see what's going on. We don't know. We say, "What, Lord, why? Why did that happen? And and he's got a very small church, and I told him we would be sending some of our folks down there uh, to help him out. <clears throat> and they will, you know, we'll, we'll take care of all the finances because he's a very, very small church of 12, 15, 20 people. But uh, just pray for him. He just sounded really weak and really down. But now, as far as health-wise, he's he's coming up. They're they're actually looking next Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. He's going back to the doctor, and and they're thinking that that thing may heal up by itself. 
and they won't have to do the surgery. So praise God for that. But he still got the punctured lung, and I mean it's healing up, and it broke bones and everything. That's got to heal, and he will be out of commission for a while. So we just want to keep him in prayer. I'm going to try to slip off maybe one day and go see him. I don't know when, but he he needs it. He needs some mental. He needs somebody to hug him. So let's hug him with our prayers. If you don't, if you're not there, don't worry about it. Just hug him with your prayers. But we love Brother Mike, and he's always been just a. a uh, somebody that we can depend on. Amen. <clears throat> and we know what the devil did. He's trying to get rid of all those people. Amen. But he's not. No, we win. We win. Uh, sorry, devil. It doesn't matter what you paint, picture you want to paint, we win. We always will win. So I think that's all the announcements. Um, remember, we won't have Bible study the first Saturday in December. And we'll have a prayer service. If you'll, Brother Joe's putting them up on the screen now. If you get here early enough to see them, we will be having a prayer meeting on December the 10th, like we do before special services. But I thought we'd go ahead and do that with the holidays coming up. And then we've got <clears throat> Brother Wayne Lawson coming in. He's going to be with us Friday and Saturday night of New Year's. So we're going to have a Friday night service and a Saturday night service. So just keep those things in your prayers. So let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord, for the things you give us. Thank you for the prayers of the saints, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to bow our heads, Lord, and to thank you for all the things that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for this word that you've given us, Lord, that you've illuminated it, Lord, so much that we we know the very mind of Christ, and that's not something out of the Bible. That's what Paul told us to do, that we need to have the mind of Christ. A lot of times Satan gets in and he throws a fog or throws a black shadow or throws a sheet over it, but Lord Jesus... Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world, Father. I pray today that you'd break back the scales off of all of our eyes that we may hear from you, Father. And, Lord, your name will be magnified today. Thank you for all the things you've given us, the people that are here, Father, the ones that are sick, the ones that are not with us, the ones that are traveling, different ones. Brother Zach and Sister Lily, Lord, as they're starting their new life together, I pray that you'd bind them closer together. Protect them in their little vacation, Lord, and bring them back home safe. Father, we thank you for all things. We ask this in Jesus' name. Be with Brother Aaron Wednesday night, Lord. Amen. All right, I told you we were going to kind of cut through, and that's big enough for you all to see. Can you see that? Okay, thank you. The power of your thought. All right, we're going to take this back to where Brother Luis was um, reading in the uh, in Philippians. And if you want to turn there, we'll go to Philippians 4, but I got it on the screen. But I want to weave this into the statue of perfect man because I've told you many, many times before, being the Lord Jesus in human flesh is not normal. Oh, come on, somebody. It's not normal. That's why they hated Jesus so much. He wasn't normal. So if you're normal, that's why we are separated from the world. We don't think like the world. We don't act like the world. We don't dress like the world. Why? Jesus told us to separate from that thing. Amen? He even said, forsake father, mother, sister, brother. Hey, go bury I got to go bury Let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me. Boy, you, everybody thinks Jesus was some nice guy. He wasn't very nice when it comes to the Word of God. And we're going to see today that when it's truth told to you, it can be told anyway. But if it's truth, you've got to take it. If it's truth. And remember, Jesus was what? The way, the truth, and the life. Everything he spoke, he spoke the truth. Ye generation of vipers? Oh, we hate it when preachers call us names, right? 
Jesus didn't have a problem calling snake a snake. And was looking at him when he said it. He wasn't doing it over in the corner or on, or on his Facebook pulpit. Hello, somebody. He wasn't on their Facebook pulpit. No, he looked at him and he said, your daddy is not the same as my daddy. You act like your daddy, I act like mine. And they killed him for that. And that's what we're heading to in the statue of perfect man. But all these virtues are abnormal to the world. Godly virtues. Now, regular virtues, yeah, the world has a lot of them. But I want to talk now and mold it together and show that the power of your thoughts, the power of what you think. Because listen, God stood one day and his thought became expressed. Let there be. He had to think of it first and then he spoke it, right? A word is a thought expressed. We'll get to that later on in the service. So let's go to Philippians 4 verse 4 it says rejoice in the Lord always. Not this, that doesn't say always. In all way. Every way. Rejoice in the Lord. Some of y'all have already fell off right there. You haven't rejoiced today in your life. If you have, you need to let your face show it like Brother Dell always says. And listen, if you didn't hear him the first time, he's going to tell you again. And again I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Boy, that was 2,000 years ago. How much more now? Be careful for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your request be made unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, finally, here's Paul. Paul is summing everything up. I like Paul. Paul says, sums it all up. He'll give you a whole chapter or something right at the very end. Brother Michael, he'll say, this is what I'm talking about. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. We're going to break all this down a little bit later on. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You may be seated in the Lord at his blessing. The power of a thought. You know, there's two forces working today, and we can't, we can't help it. There's two forces in this building today. There's two forces in your psyche today. Doesn't matter if you're born again in your soul. Satan still has a spot that he can aggravate you at, in your spare realm. Your memory, reason, conscience, affection, imagination. That's what we've been talking about. So this kind of ought to blend in. Look. Your soul may be sealed by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Sealed until the day of your redemption. But your mind is not. Your mind is not sealed. Your mind is what we have to overcome, right? If you're born again today, your soul is already sitting in heavenly places. Your soul is already eternal. Thank God for a prophet that that Lord will let him go across the curtain of time and see the people that had died. We thought they did. No, there's more alive over there than we are here. Amen? You know what I said? They didn't want to come. He didn't want to come back here. He wanted to stay there, right? So that part inside of you is the same thing. We don't like it when we're separated. We don't like it when somebody passes away from this dimension. But the Bible tells us to rejoice at the death of a saint and cry at the birth of a child. We got it totally opposite. You know why? Because that's what we've been taught. That's our thoughts. I, I wouldn't bring any of the brothers and sisters that passed away in this building for the past 
30, 40 years, I'd never bring them back for one thing in the world. I want them to come back when the resurrection happens. Amen. And I hope we're a part of that, right? But we've got to get our, as I've always said, our stinking thinking out of the way. We got to quit thinking. Listen, we got to start thinking heavenly thoughts. We Listen, if we are the bride of Jesus Christ, we got to start thinking like a bride. If we are the bride of Jesus Christ, that has a commission to come to a body change or come to a bringing the dead saints out of the ground, we got to start thinking that way. All right? So listen. Satan and God is in control of our mind all the time. There's not one second. All of your nerves and all of your your body functions, your heart, your brain, all that works and you don't have to think about it, right? But you do have thoughts that are running in your mind all the time. You're not having to think, all right, brain, work, all right? Some of you may need to. All right, brain, try that sometime. May hurt some of us, but... You don't have to say heartbeat. No, that's what. It's an automatic process. But you do have to think. You do have to think. You do have to make decision. You do have to, what, process that thing in your brain, but you don't think with your mind. Your brain is nothing more than a, than a super computer. Everybody with me? Because the Bible says you think with your heart. Out of the heart proceeds all things. The man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Not as he thinketh in his mind. Listen, if that that was true, as a man thinketh in his mind, so is he, we'd all be in trouble. I'd be dead, brother. They'll be dead. All the ministers would be dead already. Well, the minister said amen. The rest of you didn't. Well, what did Daddy Daddy tell you? He was riding with Brother Moat all that time going down to to General Motors, and he, the devil would get in his mind and say, make that man drive over there and wreck and kill him. Right? That wasn't God. That was the devil. But he was in his psyche telling him, I hate that guy. Right? I hate that guy. Get rid of him. Well, let's turn the table. I hate that devil. I hate that guy. Let's get rid of him. Because it's the power of your thoughts. Listen, if that same God that's inside of you is the same God that said, let there be, then that same thought process has got to come to me and you. And listen, you say, well, I can't do that. There, you've already stopped it. Your massive computer has what? Your hard drive has just been, everything's been stopped. All right, we're having trouble with the Internet still today, are we still, Brother Luis? Back up, back and forth. So, boo devil. He don't want anybody to hear this, what I got to say. So let's just preach anyway, and then we'll let them work on it back there. All right, look. Now, what happens in our mind with those two forces? Do you know? Think about this. I want you to think. Now, think common. Think outside this room. Everybody with me? All right. Most of you are anyway. So watch. Brother Luis is... It spoke about it some, but we don't condone watching certain kind of movies. But you watch these movies, though. They're preparing your mind for something to come. It's Satan. That's why Brother Brown said Hollywood was of the devil. Why? Because it's preparing. Same way with politics. Same way with all the great leaders of the world. They're preparing what? Our mind. Even the Christian's mind. They're programming it, what? Movies about superhumans. 
Well, isn't Satan going to be the world Superman? He's going to be able to levitate and maybe move this thing and move it, right? He'll be Satan Superman. He'll be the Pope that'll be able to do whatever he wants to do when we're gone out of here. But praise God, we got a God that's greater than that that's in me and you that we're going to do great exploits if we'll get our stinking thinking out of the way. Think his thoughts, not our thoughts. Because look what happens right here. But look, as the movies are preparing the people for the future, even as we see, even the Christian movies a lot of times, and, and, and I don't want to be critical, but we as a, as a bride know that there's no one going to be saved after the rapture takes place. That is not in the Bible, can't be in the Bible, because the bride is going to leave the earth and the Holy Ghost is leaving with her. Amen? There will be no left behind. Sorry, Kirk Cameron's a good guy and all that was a good movie. It was okay, but it was false from the beginning. You can't get saved after the rapture takes place. The Bible does not support that. <clears throat> Amen? We know that. See, we know that. But what about the world? The world watches that movie and says, well, if I don't make it this time, I'll just live any way I want to now, and then I'll get real serious once I see planes falling out of the sky with no people in them. I don't know many born-again pilots, so the planes are going to still be flying. If there is, don't be flying on the day of the rapture. But there's a lot of things got to happen. But the, but the world is getting you used to that. They're getting you used to going through a tribulation, going through a, a Mad Max, or going through an after-apocalypse. Think about it. Look at all the... It, that's what they're forming you to continue on as you are. And everything's fine and we'll be all right. Even if you miss it the first time, you'll get it the second time. No, you will not. He who's filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. That's not the white throne judgment. That's at the end time when the bride leaves the earth. Everybody with me? All right? But now look. As the world is tuning us to that, or not so much us, but the world to that thought, can't the Word of God do the same thing? Can't the Word of God, what? Transform us, how many times have I read that? By the renewing of our mind. Getting out of that thinking of the world, the stinking thinking and all those things. Because remember, the new birth is the supernatural part of God in your soul. That's eternal. Cannot be changed. Will not be changed. Not going to be anything. Um, that, that, and what the great mystery is, is you can get the new birth and you still look the same you do. Now we know that we will change as sisters and brothers. We won't do the things we did before. But it doesn't take you in and morph you into a, you're all going to look like Jesus. No. Thank goodness. We're not going to all do that. We're individuals. But the new birth changes us supernaturally in our soul. But then it has to work as the statue of perfect man. It has to work outward. Now listen, if you've got the devil inside of you, which today let me remind you of one thing. You either got the devil working in your soul today or you have God working in your soul. There is no in-between. You might be in a journey. You might have the unclean spirit drawn out, driven out of you. But until you're sealed by the Holy Ghost, you're not born again. And so that devil will start working his way outward into your five senses. Remember, reason, conscience, fiction, imagination. Let's don't worry about, don't worry about see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. That's just give to you in the human body for us to what? Process the world that we live in. But listen, you can, every one of those, you can fool. All see, taste, feel, smell, you can fool it. 
Jim's got this. Uh, we make soap there at the at the honey store, and we make hunter soap. And that ho- soap smells just like dirt, but it comes from a bottle of liquid. So it will fool you into believing that, that there's dirt in that in that soap. It smells just like dirt, but it is not dirt. So that can all be your your sensory your 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 sea taste feel smelling here. That is giving you the contact the world, but I would never depend on any of that. All right, it's kind of highly likely that our memory, reason, conscience, affection, imagination doesn't need to always be something we lean toward, but it's in that soul. Let's look right here. Remember, the carnal mind is enmity to God. The carnal mind. Because remember, even what got Adam in trouble is he come to a place to where he let his mind... Come on, somebody. Adam's soul did not do what he did. In his spirit realm, but see, his soul loved Eve. They were soul to soul. He loved Eve. Amen? She was a part of him. Actually, that soul that was in her was in him at one time. Amen? When Jesus was on the cross, wasn't the soul you have in your... Come on, people. Think with me. That same soul that was in Jesus at Calvary is in you today. You're part of it. But we still do things wrong. We still have a carnal mind. We still live in that junk. Everybody with me? So now remember, as we talk about this, you think with your brain? No. You think with your heart. But that thought, that process has to come from here, into here, out to here. Everybody with me? Brother Brown said what? A thought, a word, is a thought expressed. Think it, then you say it. All right? So now look. Watch how Jesus... In Matthew 24, 44, it says, Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as you think not. You think not. The Son of Man cometh. Everybody's looking. Like I said before, all denominational world, they're looking for Jesus to split the skies and come down through the eastern skies, split the clouds and walk down and just take over. Listen, that's what they expected 2,000 years ago. And he came so humble and so lowly as a baby. They thought he was a devil. He didn't want any of that stuff that they wanted. He was different. But in the hour you think not, that son of man is going to appear. That's why they're looking for him. Why not see him? Now! Oh, well, it's coming, it's coming. Now, when you see him come from the clouds of glory, he's got what? He's got a white wig on. And that's judgment. He's coming as a judge. He's not coming as your king. He's coming as your judge. Amen? We're in the palace with the king because we're the bride of Jesus Christ. So he's telling us to look for in such hour that you think not the Son of Man will come. Listen to this in John 5, verse 38, 39. And you have not his word abiding in you. Now he's talking to the Pharisees. Listen, he's talking to the religious world. Okay? Talking to the religious world. Think about that. Think on these things. And you have not his word abiding in you. But, 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 but man, we've got Moses. He's our prophet. We read him every day. We go to the synagogue. We wash our pots. 
Isn't that what they said? We be Moses' disciples. We be Abraham's children. Jesus said, if you knew them, you'd know me. And you have not his word abiding in you for whom he has sent. Him you believe not. He sent the word of God in the end time through a prophet and people turn it down. He's not, they're not turning William Branham down. They're not turning you down. They're turning Jesus Christ down. Amen. Look, he says, look, search the scripture. Look in the Bible. Not in a quote. He said, look in the Bible. Search the scriptures. For in them you think. You think you have eternal life. And they are they that testify of me. Look at that word. That word think means seem, suppose, seems good, be of an opinion. There's always two opinions, at least. To be of an opinion, to think or to suppose. I think, judge, thus in question. What were they doing? They were judging in their brain, in their human brain, without the Holy Ghost, without God leading them. They were what? Being led by their father, the devil, the religious people. The religious people is what killed Jesus, folks, not the people in the streets. Same as it today. John 16, verse 1. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Praise God. Please put me out of the world. Don't include me with this world. Yeah, we got problems and issues, but as we go up to the statue of perfect man, we ought to be shedding some of that stuff. We ought to be what? Let that mind which is in Christ be in you. Well, who wrote the Bible? Man? No. Christ wrote the Bible. The Holy Ghost through men wrote the Bible. So whatever the Holy Ghost was in the Bible that wrote it is in you today. If you're born again, if you're not, if you're just thinking that you are, come on somebody, you're still of your father the devil. Sorry about that. These things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. Whoever killeth you. Think about that. 68 million people. 68 million believers, let me put it that way. Not just ranked sinners. Believers. 68 million were killed by who? Catholic Church. On their books. Not hide. They don't hide it at all. The Crusades was not for Christ. It was to conquer nations and to get property. Then remember, that mother has got daughters. And those daughters are doing the same thing the mother's doing. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You will think that he doeth God's service, and these things will they do unto you. Because they have not known the Father or me. Oh, it was wonderful to the world. Constantine comes and says, hey, let's take church and state, put them together. Let's go on this crusade, and if you don't do what I say, come on. 
If you don't do, if you don't believe the way I believe, we're going to kill you. Amen. Sixty-eight million were killed because of that, and they were Christians. They were persecuted by Christians, so-called. I didn't the Bible tell us to joy in that persecution. In other words, take joy that somebody is offended by you. Praise God. Jesus said he offended people all the time. But remember, like I said said before, remember, he was telling them the truth. You generation of vipers, it's like, oh, he's cutting them down. No, he's telling them the truth. You got to look back to the truth. As Paul said, as Brother Dale always said, have I what? Have I hurt your feelings because I told you the truth? Well, you could have said it a different way. Jesus didn't. He said, you're of your daddy, I'm my daddy. You're going to act like him, and I'm going to act like mine. So now Romans 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, this is one we've been reading, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Cosmos, world order. We have to live in this world. We have to what? We have to be human beings. We have to work. We have to be married. We have children. We have problems. We have issues. Am I talking to the right people? But God is walking in your flesh, in your soul, trying to get us what? To renew our mind, to get out of the fog that Adam put us in. Come on, somebody. Adam put us in this fog. Eve didn't. Adam did. People in the message hate that. They hate Eve. No, you better not hate Eve because you're Eve. If you hate Eve, then you're dead as much as she's dead. You better believe that the second Adam is restoring us back. The first Adam killed us. The second Adam is what's restoring us back. Amen? That you present your body as a living sacrifice. So it has something to do. It does have something to do with your body. You need to dress. Do right. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed what? By the renewing of your mind, your thought. Your thought process. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace. For I say through the grace given to me. To every man that is among you. Not to think. Of himself. More highly. Than he ought to think. A lot of preachers in this message need to read that a few more times. They think they're so much higher than everybody else. They can't be touched. They can't be. Everybody's shaking their head because you've seen them. We're servants. We're servants. That's why I've told you. You can spend you can spend a million dollars on Brother Dale. And if you don't live what he preached, it ain't worth a dime. But if he can see the fruits of what he's preached over all those years come to fruition and people come up that statue of perfect man and come to the body change and come to a, a place to where you do live a Christian life, not just some halfway something out in the world, but live it right, greatest gift he'll ever get. So don't think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly according as God hath dealt. Look, to every man the measure of faith. 
All right, look, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 6. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sake, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. Amen. That no one of you be puffed up for one against another. That's why we have to be careful when we talk about the prophet in the end time. He was not God. He was born in sin, shaping in iniquity. He needed salvation, but he had a gift. He had a gift of God that was unique, that was given to us in Malachi 4, Luke 17, 30, Revelation 10, 7. We can identify him in the Bible. These people that hold him above God or hold him as God, they're wrong. Absolutely. I give him honor, no doubt. But he showed me Jesus Christ. He didn't show me him. He showed me who the Lord was. He showed me the Bible more than any other person could show you the Bible. But remember, whatever you think about him, you can cut it off. Look, watch this. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he doesn't deceive the people. He's deceiving himself. For if a man think himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. Wow. The power of your thoughts. The power of what you think. Every day, like I said before, right now, today, since I've been in the pulpit, you have thought thousands of thoughts among all of you. Some of you are buying groceries. Some of you are figuring out what you're going to do tomorrow. Some of you are wanting to eat that good food that's down below my feet and your feet. Some of you are wishing that we get this thing over with, that we can go do something else. And some of you are thinking about the Lord. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Look, eat and and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Those disciples, the Pharisees, and the ones that the, 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 the Sadducees, all that was around Jesus, they, they, they wanted all oh, they loved him to a point. But when he started saying, I and my father are one, you're of the devil and I'm of God. When he started separating by the word, not by his thoughts, but by the word, when he started separating, they hated him. Because remember, their heart was not with him. Their heart thinking in their heart. Listen, Caiaphas and them, they wanted him dead for a long time. Read the Bible. You keep reading back. and Listen, they even wanted Lazarus dead. Come on, people. The religious world. If we presented 20 people they raised from the dead by us praying for the sick, as the Bible tells us to do, dead's raised, you present them to the denominational world, and they're like, what? Who are you? Because their heart's not with us. Their heart, their thinking. Well, you didn't do that. They weren't really dead. He, uh, you know, Brother Ram was wrong here. You're wrong, and you've said this wrong, you've said that wrong. As a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. So let's break this down just a little bit, if that's all right. But now look. Even Galatians, back where we were reading here, I was thinking about uh, yesterday. If a man think himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Think of all the people. Adolf Hitler. Stalin. Satan himself. 
He thought he could get a better kingdom. That's why he had to separate from God was because of his thoughts. Listen, Satan is not going to ever curse. Satan don't say curse words. Satan don't stay out of church. Satan's not this. He's slick. He's sitting right beside you. And he's giving you religious thoughts. Contrary to the word of God. That's where he wins. He don't win by making you curse. Like I said before, the, the, the largest and the greatest drug dealers in this world. Why is that showing on yours and not showing on mine? The, lar- the greatest drug dealers on the face of this earth never takes drugs. Never. They want to be focused. They want to be sharp. They know that their mind will get all muddled up. When you see that, they're not the kingpin. The kingpin is the untouchable guy. The guy that they can't get. That's what Satan is. He's letting his little minions do his job. And he's sitting up there going, I'm going to be like God. And God don't curse, so I'm not going to curse. Everybody thought about that before? If he wants to be like God, he says, I'm not going to curse. Because God don't curse. I'm not going to stay out of church because Jesus don't stay out of church. We think of the, of the devil as being way out under somewhere and he's something nasty, something looks like, you know, he's got guts and blood and all that stuff all over him and he's some kind of uh, two-horned demon. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He was beautiful. God made him beautiful. He knows how to worship. He knows how to get a presence. He knows how to get an audience. He's slick. So, Adolf Hitler, you think of all those people that always thought they were some great something. They came to what? Look at their horrible end that they came to. All those people, they they thought that they were the what? Hitler thought he was God. He was going to just take over. You know, you can't touch me. Well, he figured out one thing's for sure. He either got touched or he touched himself. Because he ain't with us no more. He fell very hard. Now look. I want you to think about this. We're going to go through these words. Let's go back to Philippians 4. Let's look for a second right here. Philippians 4 verse 4. Watch this. Rejoice in the Lord always. In other words, every way. Not just always. Every way. And I say again, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. In other words, change your thinking. All right? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true or things are honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. Is there any negative to that? Virtue. If there be any praise, think on these things. What does... That first word, which is true. The word true means what? True, obviously. Truly loving the truth. Speaking the truth. Truthful. Everything Jesus said was the truth. And they hated him. We don't even like you to be in our church. Praise God. What that man said one time, he said, throw me out. I've been thrown out of better. 
The next one is honest. Honest, grave, sober. August presence of God. Honorable. Of persons and of deeds. Whatever things be honest. Whatever things be just. Righteous. Right. Look, in a wide sense, upright, righteous, virtuous. Keeping the commandments of God. Paul is not just throwing words out here. He's telling us how to live by these virtues. He's just not calling them virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness. But he is putting it right here in this scripture. He's telling us every one of those virtues. All right. I want you to look at this right here. Now we're talking about just, right? Who puts the most guilt on you? Take your finger. Everybody take your finger. Don't you point up here at me. Don't blame me for this. Take that finger and go. Thank you. I want everybody to see it on camera. I'll help you. Do you hear me? Look. Used of him whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is what? Wholly conformed to the will of God, not your will. And who therefore needs no rectification in the heart or life. In other words, God is God. A Christian is a Christian. And these virtues will validate or rectify all your wrongs. When I say all, I don't mean all. You're not going to have where you, you, you going to, Arthur's still going to live with you. Arthur's going to sleep with you. And those of you that don't have Arthur yet, you will get him. I'm talking about arthritis. Thank God there'll be no arthritis in heaven. Approved of or acceptable of God. Paul says, whatsoever. It's pure, just. Watch this pure, watch this. Whatsoever things are pure, chaste, clear, clear. Look, exciting reverence. I wish somebody would. Somebody do that. This is not exciting reverence. Unless you're praying. But you can't pray when you're going. Look. Exciting reverence, venerable, sacred. Do you come to church and think these things? Look, pure from carnality, chaste, modest. Look, immaculate. If you want the definition of immaculate, go to my mama's house. And the ones that's been there says, thank you. So there is a definition of these words that we can compare to. Now, the next one says clean. Now, you can go to most everybody else's house and it's clean, but immaculate's a little bit different than clean. All right? So Paul's telling, look, whatever, so everything's are lovely, acceptable, pleasing. Is there any negative to this I'm reading you? No. Nothing. Good report? Some of us cannot do that. I'm going to read you something in a few minutes. Science tells you that your brain cannot interpret negative impulses. It does not know what to do with it. You're the one that formulates that in yourself. Your brain is not capable to have negative thoughts. 
Because we were made in the image of God. Adam. Think about Adam before the fall. Clear-minded. Move, tree. We don't need that over here. That mountain would look real good over there. And you see it. Good report. Sounding well. Watch the good report. Uttering words of good omen. Speaking auspiciously or speaking positively. That knocks a lot of us out right there. Virtue is praise. A virtuous course of thought. Feeling and action. Moral goodness. Have I put anything in here that's wrong? Negative? Any particular moral excellence as modesty and purity. And then Paul tells us if there be any praise. What? Approval. Condemnation. Commendation. We get that mixed up just like I just did. The word think, this word think, where it says think on these things, comes from the alert word. Leah, can you say that? Anyway, that's where the word logic comes from. Okay, is everybody with me? It's a Greek word, and she's she's Greek. Background's Greek, or her family's Greek. It ain't background. It is who she is. But that comes from the word logic. So think. Be logical. Look, to take into account, to make an account of, metaphorically, to pass to one's account. Our problem is, here we are as human beings, and remember Brother Brown talks about putting things in Jesus when, when, when you get born again. He puts an account in your in your bank. He puts some stuff in it. All right? And he says, all right, write checks for it. All right? Uh, what our problem is, is we have so much negative in our bank, there's nothing positive can come out of it. I'm talking about all of us. A thing is reckoned as or to be something, as in or as availing for or equivalent to something, as having the like force and weight to reckon inward. Think inward. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Count up or weigh the reasons to deliberate. That's our problem. I like what Brother Ernie always said. He said sometimes our mouth gets in gear before our brain does. It's like a four-inch pipe, you know, the the four-inch PVC pipe. It's from your brain to your mouth. And there's nothing there to hold it back. Free flow. flow. Thank you. As of us that know that, um, we're the ones saying it. But stop and think before you speak. I've got to learn to do that. We've all got to learn to do that. But some of us more than others. Don't lay hands on man suddenly. So don't think suddenly. But look, by reckoning up all the reasons. In other words, what? If you store up in your bank account positive, all these things I'm telling you, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise, store those up in your bank. Then when you need them, you can pull it out and you can give it to somebody. Same way with virtue. What our problem is is we bank up negative. So what's going to come out? Negative. To determine, to purpose. To decide, and I like that one, says to judge. When you think, you judge. 
think on these things. You're judging. Whether you want to think that or not think that. And listen. This world is not a world that you can depend on. Everything. Everything. Oh, yeah, we, well, you know, the doctor says, yeah, you know, you go, to, you go to an herbalist and they say, all right, you need to take these herbs, right? Okay. Then, the, then you, 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 all of a sudden you get a little sick and you go to the regular MD that is big pharma's behind him. Come on, somebody. Big pharmacy is behind him that they're, they're, they're saying, hey, you need to give this to your people with blood pressure. Well, he, you know what he's going to say about them? Minach. They're crazy. These over here are going, well, now they're going to say we're crazy, but. See, so you got to judge which one's right and wrong. Same way today. You got to judge and filter out things in the world, things in the Bible. Because there's things in the Bible that talks about the devil and stuff. You got to discern that out. That talks about the mother whore. That talks about the. Sorry, the daughters. That's why we had to have a prophet so we can discern those things. It wasn't that he just discerned the thoughts and intents of people's heart. He gave you the opportunity to discern the Bible. Listen to what Brother Brown says. In 1962, sirs, we would see Jesus. Now, what is a word? A word is a thought expressed. You got to think it before you say it. You have to think it before you say it. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And if the Word ever was God, it's still God. See it? And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We've been reading that over and over for 60-something times. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word of God was made flesh among us in Christ Jesus. you believe that? Now, He was the Word made flesh. So we know that a Word is a thought first, and then what? It becomes what? Thought and expression. So there's a lot of things in our brain in our brain that we think of we should never express. Everybody with me? Say amen. Okay? Why? But you know what we need? We need these things. Because you remember, look at Peter. Peter was the same way I am. He had a six-inch pipe from his brain to his mouth. Amen? He was always shooting off the mouth. They said he had a foot-shaped mouth because he kept chewing it all the time. But after he got born again, come on, somebody, he changed. He changed so much till God had him write this in Second Peter to tell you you can do it. Peter went from cutting people's ears off. He wanted to fight all the time. Hey, he was a sailor. He probably used some sailor languages before God took hold of him and Jesus called him. You know what? Jesus didn't call him when he was in church. He called him out of a boat. He said, come follow me. I know you're doing those things. Shut up, Peter. I'm, I'm with you. I'm praying for you. Remember, he said, Satan, I know is going to sift you like sand, but I prayed for you, Peter. Thank God. God prayed for us. In John 17, he prayed for us that we make it. And we're going to make it. Proverbs 12, verse 18. says, there is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise. Oh, the tongue of the wise. We always talk down on the tongue. Well, it ain't always bad. The tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth 
shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart, not the brain, the heart of them that imagine evil. But to the counselors of peace is joy. We need to look at that word joy a little bit more. We need to have more joy than we do. Like I said before, is this a drudgery for you to be a Christian? You're not one. I said a drudgery. If you have to make yourself do something, you're just making yourself do something. But it's got to be a desire. Like I said, like the Bible says, it's got to be something full of joy. Full of joy. Even though, listen, even though we make mistakes, find the joy in it. Negative people can't do that. They can't find a joy in nothing. Proverbs 15, verse 2, the tongue of the wise. Here we go again. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright. But the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That portal that you got right in front of your face down below your nose. Yeah. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the good and the evil, or evil and good. A wholesome tongue. Boy, that tongue, man, that's the tongue is a bad thing. He's not saying it right here. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it, either way, shall eat the fruit thereof. Listen to this. This is Jesus talking again, Matthew 12. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Listen, folks. They spoke good things in that tabernacle. Everybody with me? In their daily journey, they had to do the right thing. You know, do the incense. They had to put the right sacrifice. They had to do But all they were doing was it was a ritual. And if you live this message as a ritual, you got the same generation of vipers. It's a life. It's not a lifestyle. It's a life. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word. Now, stop there just a minute. How many of you, I'm not going to let you see the definition of that because it's not going to be what you think. Okay. It's not that we joke and cut up, which we sh- we can, but not you know in good taste. It's not that. Oh, you just you just all the time you're joking. That ain't what that means. That's not what that means. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. All right, let's see what that word idle means. Slow. Barren. In other words, lies. Free from labor at leisure. 
lazy, shunning the labor which one ought to perform. In other words, if your words don't become fruitful, they're idle words. I'm talking about in this pulpit. I'm talking about over yonder somewhere. I'm talking about out in your job. I'm talking about Walmart with a girl. How many of you? Let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand, please. I don't want anybody to get embarrassed. How many of you, when somebody opens the door for you, say, God bless you? When somebody does something for you, even at Walmart, I don't care if they got tattoos and, and earrings and, and, you know, dress up to their belly button. I say, God bless you. Thank you. You have a good day. Now I'm going to get real. This is going to be bad, but I'm going to do it anyway. When you go to a restaurant, how many of you tip? There's a lot of message believers said somewhere in the, like, the 1,100 sermons, Brother Brown said you don't have to tip nobody. June, how many times have we been out to eat with people? Not here in the church. Well, maybe some. You can figure out who that is. <clears throat> that just gets up from the table and walks off. And we, Dad, Mom, we have to scrounge around. I'm going to preach today. We have to scrounge around and get an extra 10 or a 20 to make that tip. You say, why, why, what about all oh, them just people out there? They're, just, they're humans just like you are. Let me read that Bible where it says you think yourself more than you somebody else. Then what? You're wrong. You never know what them people are going through. You never know what that little girl that, that may be crying, but she's bringing your food. She may have a baby that's sick. She may have a mother that died. She may have, she may have don't have anything. June and I, we tip 20%. Pretty much 99.9% of the time. Because you know what? That's their wages. That's their life. And they have picked that office. They have picked that profession. And you know what? Your sorry hind end wouldn't get served if it wasn't for them people. So think of them as human beings. Well, they're not bright. I can tell that. Well, you might not be either with that attitude. But look, out of words, lazy. Shunning the labor which ought to be. We ought to labor as Christians. Every day. To make this world better. How many times have I told you? Do you know that I go down through Walmart and if there's a toy laying on the floor that some kid of y'all's has, has went like this or pitched a hissy fit, mama always said, pitched a hissy fit and started throwing the toys, what do I do? I pick them up and put them back on the shelf. Life lesson for you growing up. The other day I saw about four or five items that were not where they were supposed to be. Somebody said, I'm not going to. How many times have you ever seen that? We were buying, no, me and mom were in Walmart, and she was looking for a, a Guinness Book of World Record book, not in Spanish. That's an inside joke. Y'all will get it sometime. We'll tell you about it later. But anyway, I would say, well, I brought her wine. I said, here, but when I went to put it back up, she said, well, just order more wine. Have you done that? Lisa, help mama. But they only had one, and she buys them for all the grandkids and great-grandkids. So anyway, so now you know what you're getting for Christmas. So I put it back up, and somebody had put a, somebody had put like peanut butter, or, or something. No, it wasn't peanut butter. It was something that was cold, like cheese or something. They had just set it up on the thing and walked off. Well, guess what I did? I took the thing and walked back over and put it up. But listen, but you know what? That's what we're supposed to be. Look what Jesus did. 
He hung around sinners, prostitutes, didn't wash his hands when he ate. Praise the Lord. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. You know who was that though? That was the religious people of the world. Well, you're, he thinks he's God. He don't wash his hands before he eats. Jesus, in other words, Jesus kind of just looked up at him and went right on. He never said another word. But when he got to a place where he could, he let him have it. Lazy, shunning, that's where idle. So every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Not that you're funny, not that you do have a sense of humor. That ain't got nothing to do with that idle. Idle is words you speak that has no value. No value at all. Lazy. Shunning the labor which one ought to perform. We ought to be Christians. 99.99999% of the time. So let me read you this real quick and we'll close. It's 1114. I said we'll be done with 11.15. I want us to realize one thing. Satan has put up scarecrows all through your life. But listen, let me let you in on a little secret. We're not crows. We're eagles. There's never been a scare eagle. They're scare crows. What? To get what? To scare the crows. If you're an eagle, fly right over that thing. Don't worry about that stuff. Brother Brown said right here, but I'm going to read you what science says. Look, real quick. The brain cannot interpret negative impulses. It was not made to be negative. Negative impedes impulses. Positive impulses. So now we have to be reprogrammed to be changed. We have to be reprogrammed by the word of God, by the renewing of our mind. Listen to what Brother Brown said. We'll close right here. Musicians, come on. But your brain, you're not wired to be negative. You have to overcome your own self to be negative. And negative has proven to cause you to be sick. Blood pressure. Diabetes. I was reading just a few minutes ago. A positive attitude cures 50%. 50% of your ailments. 50. How many would like to get rid of half of what you, ailments you got? Well, let's just start being positive then. Let's just start being positive. Listen to what your prophet said. Look, let your testimony. This is 1955. Let your testimony always in your thoughts, everything. Never permit a negative thought to come in your mind if you can help it. So he knew you were a human being. When it starts that, don't entertain it. You know what you do? If I ask Brother Joe and Sister Rachel to come to my house, and they entertain a lot of us, so we go, what do we do when we entertain? Hey, brother, come on in and sit, have a seat. Sit down right here. Let me get you some good coffee. Let me get you a piece of pie. Something like that. Rachel's got some good coffee. She never got any pie, but she got some good coffee. <clears throat> but what are you doing? You're entertaining your guest. That's what we do with the devil. We, when we entertain a thought, we say, hey, devil, come on in. I got a seat right here called misery. I got a seat right here called negativism. And I want you to just enjoy yourself in my house. No. This is what Brother Brown says. He's look, I can't help the thoughts from coming. 
Well, that's like the farmer that said he couldn't stop the birds from flying over his place, but he could sure stop them from roosting. Now, let me read you one. Listen to this. 1955, blind Bartimaeus, Brother Brown said, Don't think, sitting there in a wheelchair, and he's talking about people in a wheelchair. Don't think, you in a wheelchair, that you're hopeless, that you're helpless. You're not. Don't let that negative thought ever pass through. Don't let it anchor. You can't help it from going through your mind, but don't let it stop. Like the old farmer said, I can't keep the birds from flying over my place. But he had a double-barrel shotgun. (laughs) Praise God. And said, I can sure keep them from roosting. So you do the same thing. Now, here's the shotgun. The New and Old Testament. There's your double-barrel shotgun. With buckshot that'll blow the devil away if you'll let him. Let's stand to our feet. So don't let those negative thoughts... Don't let those negative thoughts be entertained. They're going to come. Just don't entertain them. Don't entertain them. Don't be, don't be captivated. That's what this world wants. That's why, you know, this world, we spend more money now on entertainment than anybody in the world. The United States of America spends more money on entertainment than anybody in the world does. We want to be entertained. We want somebody to entertain us. We don't want a preacher to stand and talk to us. We want him to jump up and down and shout. And, well, they might, I wasn't going there, but at least I did. That's because what? That's what we feel. That's what makes you feel good. They wasn't many people felt good when Jesus got up and started preaching. Because he told them the truth. Amen? He told them the truth. That's why I said truth is here. All right. Now, ever how you process it, like Brother Brown said, those two women walked outside, right? And said, oh, he called me a buzzard. That other look, girl looked at him, listened to the same sermon, said, well, he called me an eagle. It's just the way you look at it. Right. But it's got to stay with truth, though. Don't think that we get in the, that we, you know, we've got all these rules that you got to follow. No, it's a life. It's a separated life. That's why God wanted. He wanted them to separate themselves from the world. Separate themselves from evil. Separate themselves from non-truth. That's what he was trying to get when he said, you generation of vipers. You know what he was saying? You people have other people looking up to you. And you're acting this way. Right? Remember what he said? He said, by your traditions... You've made the word of God of no effect to the people because they were looking at their traditions. As long as I don't look at that, as long as I can look at that woman and I can lust after her, but as long as I don't touch her, I'm fine. Jesus discerned that thought in what? In their heart. He saw that thought in their coming from their heart that they wanted to do it, but they didn't want nobody to see it. Jesus said, buddy, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart, and you'll give an account at the day of judgment. Amen. God bless you. Let's sing a song real quick, and then we'll go eat. He is
heal itself, Lord, real quick. And do not hurt our sister, Lord. We ask that in Jesus' name you'll touch her body too, Lord, and just keep her strong and healthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If things hurt, I know they do. get touched by God one time, you'll never be the same. It'll make you act different. You know what? We act like what's inside of us. If you act like the world, look like the world, then the love of God's not in you. That's what the Bible says. I'm not trying to quote you something from somebody else. That's what the Bible says. The tree bringeth forth whatever fruit comes from what? The life that's inside the tree. And that's why with this statue of perfect man, we've got to change our, our thinking, our mindset. Everything's got to be changed because we're going to get out of here. And it takes that statue of perfect man. It takes mature Christians to walk in this world. Listen, don't walk blindly around in the world. My word, you've got a joy, you've got a peace, and you've got a purpose. Amen? Didn't Brother Brown say God had a plan? What? A plan he formulated in his what? Mind. His heart. He wanted a world. He wanted a people to live on earth. He wanted animals. But remember, being connected to be God, he had to also be a healer. To be complete, he had to be a savior. So he had to let us fall. He didn't make us fall. He let us fall. Knowing that he would bring all them right back to himself. Praise God. What a plan of redemption. It's perfect. You love the Lord? Let's go down and eat a meal. Let's have Brother Dale pray over the food for us before we go so we can get down and get in line. Remember us, we'll be probably slipping out sometime about 15 to 1 and uh, heading down to his brother's birthday party. So just pray for us. Pray for Brother Aaron. Pray for me. I'll be leaving Tuesday, heading to uh, Illinois again. <clears throat> Rifle season opens next week. So just pray that everything. We, we was up there and it was 80 degrees, sweating like I am now. And we left Friday. It snowed two inches Saturday, and it's 20 degrees up there right now. So it's going to be 20 degrees all through the week. So just keep us in your prayers and just pray for us. We pray for you, and you pray for us. Brother Dale, would you bless the food? Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. You're dismissed. Let's go get in line and eat. So spread your wings, little eagles.